Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Pretty in Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I am so excited that you are here. We're back. We're in it. We're ready to go. Uh, I am excited. I'm glad to be back. I've got like a bajillion things to do. If you heard on my nugget, I've got like so many different ideas that have been flowing through my head that I'm ready to start executing. Some of them are in the works. I'm meeting with people. It's super great. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are doing great as well. Just to remind you guys, I'm I'm in ministry too. I'm in the, I'm in the trenches as well, and we are all doing this together. And so hopefully today we can learn something together. Um, and we can grow together. So today, before we jump into our meat, the meat of our podcast, we're going to jump into our shout-out. And the shout-out of the day goes to Global Kidman Day. So last week, Isaac Tate, great friend and co-worker, uh, took over and uh, shouted out the Global Kidman Day. Um, and if you didn't catch that episode, I wanted to recap for you guys real quick what Global Global Kidman Day is. Basically, it's a day of training for you and your leaders. It's three hours and here's the thing. We have a day set for it. There's a date set for Global Kidman Day, um, and that is going to be August 7th, okay? That's a Saturday uh, from 9 a.m. to noon. However, you were going to receive this content two weeks before. It's going to be a video that you play for your team. Uh, it's conference-level training. It's great stuff, but if that doesn't work for you, you can do it another time. You can do it over Zoom. There are so many different options that you can do for a Global Kidman Day, but it's a great day. It's training for your volunteers, for your leaders, for your staff even. But go check out Global Kidman Day. I'm going to have the link down below. It's a great day of training with some amazing leaders, okay? So go check that out. So story time for today. Um, last Sunday, which I wasn't here for, but I still get to tell the story um, and make the point here, was signing day. Now, signing day is a relatively big event here at our church, and this is a day that we do once a year near the end of the school year that basically rallies all the volunteers pretty much in the entire next generation ministry, so from birth until you graduate high school. We rally those volunteers uh, and we ask them to recommit. Uh, they sign a paper. They say we're recommitting for a year. Uh, they get a new shirt. They get uh, updated lanyard badge if they want it, yada, yada. We make sure their information is correct, right? We do all these things. But basically, I just wanted to put that idea in your head if that is not something that you do as a church, guys, because signing day is huge, okay? It lets me know who I'm committed. Uh, it brings in new members into, uh, into the ministry, right? Signing day is a great point for you to say, here is a time for you to start, okay? It also gives members a way if they need a break to step away. It gives them time and an opportunity to say, okay, I need a break, all right? So it's got a lot of great benefits, so signing day, just have a day where your volunteers can recommit, can jump in, maybe have some fun things for them. So that's what we did. Great idea for you if you want to do that as well. And now we're going to jump into the meat of the podcast. It's been like two weeks since I've done this, so I'm excited to be back. So let's jump right in. So today you may have been pulled in by the catchy title is how to elevate your volunteer game, okay? So what do I mean by that? What do I mean by elevating your volunteer game? Well, I mean... How do you get your volunteers to take the next step? How do you get your volunteers to move on from people who come in Sundays and leave to people who think about the ministry throughout the week and who act on that, okay? So i got three basic points for you guys, three points for us to look at how we can elevate our game uh, with our volunteers as leaders, okay? So point number one, step number one, if you want to elevate your volunteers, if you want them to start serving in a higher capacity, expect more from them, okay? 
If we want volunteers to grow, we need to expect more from them and to hold them to that expectation, okay? Now, initially, you maybe think, oh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to, like, have a bunch of expectations um, and make people nervous and leave and not want to serve or whatever. But here's the reality. We as human beings, we want to have an impact, okay? Especially in the church, especially as Christians, we're going to come in and we want to have an impact. We want to serve at the overflow of our hearts if we are serving correctly. And we want to be useful. Um, and so when we take people... And we're afraid to put expectations on them. We're afraid to ask them to dive in. When that volunteer comes in and they feel like they're not having an impact, they're more likely to disengage. They may even drop out. They're just not going to be excited about coming in because maybe all they're coming in is being a babysitter. Or maybe they feel like they're just you know watching kids or just telling a lesson. When in reality, when we increase those expectations, it gives serving a deeper meaning. It allows these people to connect to a ministry, and they're not just a babysitter. They're not just filling in a role. They're not just making sure parents can go to big church, but they have a purpose. So when we expect more, when we call them to more, it, it drives their purpose and it drives their desire. Now, here's the thing. The reality is you, you may lose some if you start expecting more, if you start wanting them to come on time, if you start wanting them to prepare pre-service pre, uh, or whatever. You may lose some um, and some may be willing and able to do more than others right i'm not going to expect a uh, mom who has three kids and a full-time job to do as much as maybe one of my retired volunteers or one of my high school or college volunteers okay i'm not going to expect that from them but there are still general expectations that we can have for people and we can raise the bar and so you'll be astounded at what happens when you elevate your game? The re- I mean, personally, I would rather have like a third of the volunteers who are dedicated um, and and willing to elevate their game than a room full of like lukewarm, uh, you know, half-hearted volunteers. Okay, I want people who are bought in. Okay, so expect more from them, and we get those volunteers right by calling them to a higher standard. Ministry isn't community service. It's not a project. It's not an improvement for your community or a make your community look better, right? When you come to serve in ministry, you are asking people to serve and invest in the eternal life of a child's soul, okay? So I don't know about you, but I think that's okay to place a high expectation on. So expect more. Don't fill your room with bodies. Fill it with people who are excited and ready to serve in love and willing to sacrifice time and willing to sacrifice uh, tiredness and staying up late at a camp and all of those things. Have people who are bought into your ministry. So if you don't have high expectations for your volunteers, raise those expectations, give them a calling, and give them something more. And that leads into the second one. Give them more, okay? So expect more and give them more, okay? If you create a higher calling and give them no opportunity to execute that, you're going to run into the same problem, okay? So once you've created a higher calling, maybe write out a vision plan for that, or maybe talk with some of your coworkers or elders or staff or whatever and figure out a way to call your volunteers to hire. Now, once you do that, give them something to do with it, okay? So first, 
Make sure that they have training, resources, books, supports, things for them to grow as a leader and dive deeper in, okay? If we're going to call them to do more, then we need to give them the resources to be able to do that. And the first is, is training and resources and support and all of that. So give them the stuff and then call them to do more and then do it. Give them an opportunity to do more. Let your leaders lead. Hand off your responsibilities even if they're not done as good as you can do them, okay? Let others serve, fail, and grow with you while you support them, okay? Even if it's not as good, even if you could do it so much better, when you are training leaders to step into a role and you're calling them to more, then we have to give them more so that they can fulfill that desire and that need that we're calling them to, okay? So, for example, maybe you've got a creative group, uh, maybe a, a, a select group of your uh, volunteers are super creative, then then let them plan and create your themes for the month or the year, however you do your, uh, your curriculum. Uh, if you have strong leaders, call them to more, okay? So, for example, if they're leading a small group, and they're doing a great job, then maybe call them to lead new volunteers as well and have them help train and build up new volunteers, okay? I'm currently building up a lead coach, right? So this coach leads uh, a group of volunteers, checks in with them, makes sure everything's good, and I want her to move up into a position of a coach leading coaches so like a next tier because she does her job so well and so when i say give them more i mean look for more ways even if you have uh someone who's really dedicated in doing more how can you push them to the next level okay there's a ministry saying that a successful minister should be constantly trying to work themselves out of a job, okay? What that means is, is basically I should be building up people that if I were to peel over dead or run away to Asheville where I had my honeymoon, which is great, and I might do it one day. Anyways, if I were to do that, now if I were to be gone, then there wouldn't be a hiccup in 456. People would know what to do. They would know how to grab curriculum. They would be able to find worship songs. They would be able to lead and connect and grow the ministry just as well, okay? So give your volunteers more. And when they fall, feel called to more and they're empowered to do more, they're going to begin to own the ministry, okay? They're going to go from a higher calling to executing that calling, okay? So it's going to turn from a weekly serving opportunity to like a vital fundamental part of their lives where they're invested and they're bought in. So don't call your leaders to lead more, but also give them more. And finally, this step is so important. I've got a whole separate podcast on it that you guys can go listen to, but love them more, okay? Finally, love more. When we call our volunteers to more and, and give them more to do, then we need to then in turn love them more, okay? Give away your job, and part of that give part is so that you can then in turn go back and give to the volunteers. So right now, like, a lot of my time is spent at the desk, and, and I'm working on getting some things uh, in order that I don't have to. So, for example, I'm getting someone to help me prep curriculum so I have more time in my week to meet and be more relational, okay? But love your volunteers more. Take steps to show them that you appreciate them. And, and this can look like a lot of things, right? It can just simply be meeting for coffee or or a dinner or maybe just even go for a walk with one of your volunteers. Um, plan special events for them. Be more prepared for your Sunday service. Give them attention uh, and pay attention to their needs. 
Go check out my previous podcast. It's called How to Love Your Volunteers. It's a part of a three series. Go check it out, okay? It's got a lot more information here, but make sure that you are loving your volunteers more, okay? Don't take this extra time and go into golf ministry, okay? Take this extra time and reinvest it into your ministry. Multiply it, okay? Meet with new people. Recruit. Grow, okay? So when we call these leaders to a high standard and allow them to act on it, then we need to be able to back it up by loving them and supporting them, by giving them what they need, having them feel prepared. So you're not working yourself out of a job so you have nothing to do. You're working yourself out of a job so that you have more to do with others, okay? So going through those three points again, guys, make sure you expect more from your volunteers, okay? They are capable, and many of them, many of them want to do more to raise the bar. Number two is give them more, okay? Give them responsibilities. Give them tasks. Feed that desire to grow, and finally, love them more. Dive in with them. Figure out what they need and how you can love them well, okay? Spend time with them. Learn them. Build up leaders, actually. I'm working on building up leaders to help love on my volunteers as well. They're volunteers too, but they know the heart of my ministry and can convey that as well. So find ways that you can love more. Guys, thank you so much for listening You guys are amazing, and I appreciate every single one of you guys. Don't forget to go check out Global Kidman Day, guys. This really is a great training for you guys to go to. Um, But with that, I will see you guys next Monday for our nugget. Later.